Have you heard of the phrase do things that don't scale? Hey Adelina, how are you? It's great having you here. Hello, Esgi. Thank you so much for having me. It really means a lot. Thank you. You're the first musician of this podcast. Really? <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, sure. So, yeah, I have a background in classical music. So I studied classical music, classical piano and composition when I used to live in the UK in London. I was studying in Goldsmiths University, which is a very creative, very like liberal university. So I actually, it was like my alma mater mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed life there because it gave me so much and I'm happy that I, I studied there, but not in the conservatoire because it had an academic aspect to it. So mm. yeah, it was great. And um, after that, like, yes, I basically, when I graduated from a master's, I faced the problem that we are solving currently with Surpont, because when I was graduating, I did very well with my master's and my mentor, my teacher, he was a renowned composer who was very well known in the industry. And what is uh, his name? Roger Edgate, but he is well known in the contemporary music okay. scene. So yeah, but he's a great composer. And um, yeah, but basically when I came to him and I asked, so like, what are my next steps? You know, like I'm graduating <laughs> right now. So how do I find a job now? And he honestly said to me, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> you know? It wasn't the answer I was expecting. And that made me think like, so what do I do now? He suggested me that I take part in competitions, but statistics shows that competitions, unless it's a singer of the world in Cardiff, you know, it's actually not giving you that much of the boost in the industry. So uh, like later as well, I realized that lots of my peers also struggle with the same problem. And that's how the, you know, the idea to Hustle Pond was born because also uh, one of my friends, he was an actor and he, basically he was, he kept on asking me like, how come, you know, like you don't have the guide through the industry, you know, it's actually so strange because in their industry, they have showcases in the end of the academic year where they, like, the agents come and they watch you and then they give you the job opportunities. Also, they have dedicated platforms like backstage and spotlight where they can connect with other industry professionals and things like that. But uh, for musicians, there were nothing really like that. They were all on Facebook groups and still are. Yeah. So that's why I thought that it has to be changed. Yeah. So you're, so you're a musician and also you're doing Sulpon together with that? Yeah, so absolutely. Like the idea initially was born to do actually, actually until very recent, we have been doing this only for musicians, really. Yes, but later, then basically we started doing our research even further and we realized that you know, lots of other creative industries also struggle with exactly the same problem. Honestly, when we were interviewing, um, you know, in hosts, event hosts and photographers, they were saying almost the same sentences as musicians. So that's how we realized that they share exactly the same problem because it's very difficult for these people to self-market, to do cold sales and to find job opportunities. Mm -hmm. And yes, basically that's the problem that they, these old professionals share and that's what we try to help them with. Because especially as a musician and, you know, like an, as any creative, you know, freelancer, you have to wear so many hats. You have to be a self-marketer. You have to be your own PR, content creator, 
everything in one box, you know, but you can't do all of that. And then you end up missing out on your art really because you can't focus on it as much. And also the burnout rate is high, unfortunately, because of that. Are you still taking parts in events as a musician too? Unfortunately, these days, no, because honestly, Slipon takes so much time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I I wish, I wish, really. And actually, as a musician, I take part mostly, you know, as a musician in business right now. Actually, last week, I was in my can conference, and it was all music industry related. I actually participated in a panel that was called Women in Music, and it was dedicated to, you know, obviously how women stand in the, in where they stand in the industry. It was a great event, honestly. And and then, you know, like I connected with so many other musicians, I realized how much I miss actually just being an artist, not a businesswoman, really. But um, yeah, I should get back to it, you know, I think I would love to. But for now, unfortunately, I don't play as much anymore because yes, I'm full on this. Yeah, it's just taking a lot of your time then. Yeah, all my time. (laughs) (laughs) So you said you're just starting off with Sulpont, right? Well, not really just starting. I think, yes, we're still early stage, but I think that we definitely have a problem solution fit. And so we already are a team of five, actually, since today, because actually just today we have onboarded a UI and UX designer to the team as well. So mm-hmm. yes, together it's just, it's us five in the team. So we are working hard on the MVP that's going to be launched within the next month already, the first half of it, where artists will be able to register themselves on the platform. So in this way, we already collect the database of artists and start matching them already, you know, manually on the platform. But so I wouldn't say it's a very beginning because I was in the very beginning. It looked different <laughs> to where we are at now. But I would say still, you know, the first half of the journey for sure. Yeah. How did you hire these five other, uh, four other people? Yeah. Uh, hire. Like yeah. You say, oh, how will I find? Okay. So yeah, f- like, first of all, like my co-founder, you know, so we just found each other and uh, through a friend, we met each other through a friend and we have been working on this together. Then the third person that was on board was his protege because my co-founder has got a tech background he has a very like his name is Arthur so yes he it's as much his baby Sulfontes <laughs> as mine you know like so we are both working so hard on it but he is a technical heart of it all yes basically he has been training his ex-colleague whose name is Aidar and he's a back-end staff engineer in mm-hmm. our team so he is responsible for back-end and uh, right now yes he basically is part of the team on equity base so for now we are pre-seed stage so we have we are bootstrapping so we currently cannot afford to pay so that's why like our currency is uh, equity so that's how we make it which is fair at this stage i guess so but we're also applying for the scholarship bss scholarship that we have already applied so now we have passed the first round and the second round will be in the end of june so we will be pitching yes so the third the fourth person actually is anamika our marketing intern she is actually applying to the scholarship together with us. And yes, and the um, fifth person, yes, he, uh, it's, his name is Finn, and he is joining us. Yes, he has joined us today. And yes, it's also equity base, but it's great. So how is your co-founder invested in this 
issue just from a technical background mm -hmm. or was your co-founder also involved in the music industry or the creative industry? No, he's not involved in creative industries. Uh, he has got a very versatile background in tech, really, but he's invested a lot in this, you know, like in the very beginning, he was conducting also interviews. He also helps with business development. It's just that right now we have split it because MVP takes a lot of time, honestly, and so, so much energy. He is specialized in backend mostly, but now he's also mastering front and so he's becoming a full stack engineer so he is very invested in that and into like self-development to you know give Sulpont even more so yeah he he's really invested he also has got a full-time job so <laughs> he has two jobs now it's actually yeah sometimes it's difficult I definitely get that but yeah because unfortunately he cannot apply for the scholarship together with us because he's not a resident of Berlin he lives in Amsterdam but yeah, he he's great and um, I, I would definitely not be able to do it by myself. And I'm so, so lucky because I constantly see other people, you know, in the incubator, they're constantly searching for a CTO or a tech co-founder. And for me, I was super lucky and it was fairly... Like it was almost like a destiny sent him to me, you know? So <laughs> I genuinely think that because my friend, like we shared a, a, like a very close friend basically. And in the very beginning, when I just started learning about the startup scene, I didn't know anything. I'm a musician. So about business startups, I had like no clue what was going on. So I started thinking actually how to build this platform, like what technical expertise do I have to have? And she just introduced me to him so I could ask him questions. And in, eventually he liked the idea. He was very excited about it. And I suggested him to join and he said yes. And that's how the journey has started. But I'm super lucky to have him because we're, you know, we started as co-founders, but now we're also very close friends and yeah, it's, he often visits Berlin. Yeah, you said that you were in London before Berlin. Mm -hmm. Did it start in the UK? It was started, yes, in the UK initially because I lived there. So also it has got a longer history. But um, yeah, basically I had another co-founder in the very, very beginning. My friend, she has got actually a financial background. Yes, yeah, so we started learning about it you know like learning how to actually shape the company and do things so we started it wasn't very productive at the time it was more about research in at that stage but yeah the journey started there and also got some network in london because you know i attended some events it was quite great but I think that the real journey of Sulpont really starts in Berlin. Yeah, I what is really the connection so. with Berlin and Sulpont? Uh, the connection is actually that I think, you know, here, when I just came, I I don't know how it happened, but it's just that I really got into that startup life. You know, I met so many amazing people. I, I attended the bootcamp at BHT in the very beginning last September. I moved only last July, so 2022. And um, after that, just, you know, the ball kept on rolling, I feel like. And it was, it, I feel like really the journey started here because in, even a year ago, the concept was very different. Everything was very different. It was very raw, you know, like, and the 
product market fit really didn't exist back then <laughs> because I am still learning, you know, on the way. And I think that after that, we have joined as well the um, SIB. So we started attending mentoring sessions, also different lectures. And I was more and more educated about how it, the startup is done in a very lean and smart way. So I feel like, yes, that's where really, you know, this sort of point was like, have become a teenager already. <laughs> <laughs> Before it was a baby baby. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about the events organization industry a little bit. Were you doing some gigs before Sulpont? Were you able to find some events for yourself? Well, I did some gigs, yes, and most of them I found through the word of mouth, really. So I, I was mostly focused because I was really a composer more than a performer and also an educator. So it was a little bit different for me, but I did some gigs as well. Most of my friends around me who are the musicians, they constantly... And performed yes really at various events and it's extremely hard to keep that coherent schedule of events you can have he gig here gig there you know like but and then you keep chasing payments from the client or sometimes even not being paid at all that's also a very common thing in the industry unfortunately also there are some scams because honestly most of the musicians and artists in general are on Facebook and they use Facebook groups and communities in order to communicate and socialize. And actually a person I interviewed once, she is a violinist and she wanted to, she found this job opportunity basically on the cruise. She wanted to be a, a performer on the cruise. And then eventually that company stole her personal information because she sent her passport details and uh, she really was so stressed and worried about that and eventually it was supposed to be a job where they paid them and you know, like they almost started like yeah. blackmailing her into giving money to them which is horrible and why is that happening is because this process is not being moderated it's a huge problem and artists always constantly should seek for opportunities themselves -ish. like the statistics shows that it's actually in our pitch deck you know and it's not it, actually the statistics was born from our own research and on average, artists have to send on above 50 emails weekly in order to find just one job opportunity. It's almost 10 to 20 hours weekly. You know, if you think about it, it's a part-time job. It's actually really difficult. Artists are mostly not great cold sales. They're not great at self-marketing. And also self-marketing is expensive, you know, so how can they afford that? So that's also the thing why Sulpont will really help because we also don't charge artists for... Mm -hmm when we match them with job opportunities, we charge commission to the business. We will have premium subscription for artists, but it will not be related to job opportunities. It will be related to more to the functionality of the platform because we offer them custom built profiles. So that extra bit of the functionality that, you know, was not very easy to develop will be monetized. But when it comes to job opportunities, you know, it's our company kind of you know ethic that we don't want to charge artists for that so are there any agencies in the space there are event agencies talent agencies they all charge commission to the artists yeah do you know obviously. the percentage that they take well it really depends you know but they it's like from 
it's 10 is actually too small like it's 20 and above usually but yeah 20 percent. yeah it's mostly like yeah 20 to 30 but you know it really depends you know it's if it's a bigger agency and you get the bigger gigs it could be a bigger share of that so it really depends on the agency you know also it really depends on what kind of service and client is so it's very hard to give that kind of average but like but yeah, on average, like 10 to uh, 20 to 30. I was checking your website a little bit. I saw that you were doing different kinds of events, like company events. Um, what are the other organizations that you mm-hmm. do? Yeah. So uh, we mostly for now focus on corporate events. The reason for this is that, you know, there is demand. That's the pure reason. And uh, due to COVID and also financial crisis these days as well, the companies have to cut their budgets and rethink how they basically spend the money. And yes, obviously the events were the first area where they realized, oh, there were no longer events. We actually have so much money, you know? So that's why they don't want to get back to this, you know, generous amounts and bills. So that's why... Uh, most of the companies uh, they have moved into like they have moved in marketing and event organization processes in house right now so and already statistics show that already 29% of the companies have done so and we focus mostly on medium businesses and also private uh, independent uh, event planners as well who have their own small agencies and they constantly need creative talent they also want they're also freelancers technically but it's just that they're kind of standing in the middle of the businesses and artists so they will still hire artists but they will be still hired by the businesses you know in that way and they charge smaller bills Mm -hmm. so yeah that's really what what we focus on now but of course because we are a startup so we have to start lean we're starting small and then the next step will be already you know to as well to explore the b2c sector where Mm -hmm. just you know private People will be able to hire artists with no problem, you know, for weddings and things like that. But for now, we focus on businesses only. Yeah. And now you only have musicians, as I saw on your No, website. actually. We, now we have musicians, photographers, videographers, and event hosts. Later, we will also expand to dance, also to other creative entertainment. But for now, yes, and also designers who design the interior for the events mostly, and also florists, you know, like for the weddings in the future. But for now, it's mostly these four, really. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, let's talk about Supons. So how did you validate the idea? So the way, first of all, constantly talking to the potential clients, both sides, both businesses and artists, of course, just reach out, you know, talk to people. I probably have done already, I don't know, more than 50 interviews for sure. So it's very important to talk. Actually, that was something also I've learned from being in the startup scene because they constantly talk about lean approach. And also there is this book called The Mom Test. It also is very, it also is very helpful to understand how to 
put your questions, you know, because you can ask questions really differently and get very different results, you know. And some answers can be really misleading and they can put you in the wrong place and you will think, okay, actually, you know, they want my product. They really want it. It's so good, you know, they will buy it. But then, you know, when you build it, nobody will need it. (laughs) So, and that's actually the wrong way of putting your questions. So you really need to ask like questions like, so how, for example, have you ever faced this problem? Have you ever searched for a solution instead of, would you use my product? (laughs) You know, like this. So they would feel bad saying no, obviously, you know, so that's not how you do it. So the validating has been done mostly through the interviews, but also that was only the first part. The second part is obviously like once we do the MVP, the first part customers, the first signed contracts, because on the platform we protect both sides legally. And it's one of the requirements that we have a legal agreement between artists and businesses. So as soon as we have some contract signed as well, it will be that will, when I will think sleep better, (laughs) you know, because then we will feel like, okay, it works, then we will, you know, basically make the transitions and all the processes smoother. So it will be when we will feel confident about the whole idea. But I feel like the, you know, the moment when you feel like you have validated your idea 100% is when people pay you for it. For now, we haven't reached that point because the MVP is still in making, but it will be very soon. We already have some people on the waiting list who actually really want to try it. So, yeah. So how does the MVP of an MVP look like right now? Are you using forms or are you using something instead of the MVP? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously our landing page, yes. So on the landing page, we have some forms where we collect registrations already. So that's the main point, yes. And also, mostly it's landing page for now, really. And also we keep doing UX testings here, the incubator as well, which have proved themselves extremely valuable really because it was just great you know people said that you should do it early you know but now I definitely understand why and we did it early you know it was very helpful because we I also learned how to do UI UX very basic but I took some lessons and I really did my best so I did the first prototypes of the MVP myself and we have also validated those Uh, screens and those prototypes we asked people's opinions you know how they would use it what they don't like what they like uh, you know what they think about in general so that also was one of the kind of you know metrics how we measured our idea and the, the whole process how the MVP was shaped so yeah I think mostly the lending and the prototypes really yeah have you heard of the phrase do things that don't scale by Paul Graham? No, actually no, I haven't, but it's nice. So basically, it's an unconventional way of getting people to use your platform. For example, Airbnb, before it was Airbnb, were going door to door explaining people their services and that they could be hosts. Even they were taking professional photos to improve the homes that were already on their platform. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking this would be a good fit for your business as well. Like, for example, going to all of the Facebook groups, making people making people a part of that MVP. Absolutely. First of all, I'm a fan of Airbnb. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I really love how the founders, you know, 
basically shaped their journey and how it all worked. And they had so many obstacles in the way, but how they really worked around them. It was inspirational, I think. So I read the book. I really liked their ideas. And I definitely think that you're right. Yes. And that's actually the plan. You know, we are building the, the first, I, I'm like, you know, calling this MVP, but actually the first half of the MVP, the registration process. But already we'll have the custom profile builder because we really don't want the artist to be not the same, you know, and uh, it's important to say as well that the platform is not just going to give a, uh, job opportunities to artists. It will grow the bigger vision is to grow it into linkedin for creatives really so that's why of course you know it will be important for them to showcase their portfolios and uh, yeah so that's why we are definitely it's our marketing strategy because currently we're most of course we're using unpaid marketing and going to facebook groups is important actually i'm all the time on those groups <laughs> honestly i spoke to composers there we also in the very beginning also i forgot to say this but how we also validated our idea was i did the survey and uh, it was a questionnaire and 360 people filled it in and i only spread it on facebook groups but people were so responsive and i, I don't remember the exact but it was around like 80 percent of people actually said that they want this platform and those are the biggest challenge that people shared was job opportunities as well so it's actually it was, uh, I, you know, like in my mind, I always aim big and I'm just like, okay, I want at least 500 people. But then <laughs> uh, then there is, in the UK, there is this organization, it's a government-based organization, it's called Musicians Union. And during COVID, they also did a survey and they had uh, 400 people. I think like only myself, I did 360 people. I mean, I can, yeah, just by going to Facebook groups. But that's very important to go there. I absolutely agree with you because then, you talk to people firsthand. That's also how I found people to interview. And uh, I spoke to many artists, and, you know, just from my circle. And I think it's even better, you know, to speak to people who you don't know, like so they don't necessarily want to be nice to you. So it's the best thing. So, yeah. So I think that's, yeah, very great. You know, that you mentioned, I agree with that phrase. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the future plans a little bit. What is the next unanswered question for you right now what is the biggest unanswered question for me yeah the biggest or the next why isn't it just going to work or not <laughs> <laughs> obviously you know i think every founder has this question i don't know but i constantly have this question in the back of my mind but i also of course it gives me a huge anxiety <laughs> and also the same time sleepless nights but it doesn't let me to like just chill chill and relax you know in a way and it's in a good way it keeps me firm and in shape constantly because i don't just think oh for sure it's going to work you know i constantly want to get even more validation even more points where i will feel calmer and i feel at some points you know like, okay good get this good feedback i spoke to these big people from the industry last week and they all say it's such a good thing that we are doing like one person even told me i had the same idea five years ago but i didn't get to do it you know <laughs> and i was like okay it's also a good sign because this person he's a big conductor and he yeah basically obviously has more experience than me for sure so it's also like a good thing it means that people need it they want it but still you never know whether it's all going to work but even then i'm constantly thinking you know it's if it fails it's okay it's such a great journey i have grown so much as a person i have 
yeah, I have discovered so many things. I have learned so many things. So it doesn't like frustrate me, but yeah, I think that's the biggest question really. Yeah. yeah. And as you already know, there are lots of people in Berlin who want to do their own startup or like start their own company. So what would be your advice to them? What would be like a good starting point to do that? If you're in the very beginning and you yeah. have an idea, yeah. I think for sure you have to go out there and not spend time on your own, honestly. Because I moved here to Berlin with a dog. I didn't know anyone, anyone, honestly. And by getting out there, I have met so many amazing people. I have, uh, you know, found, you know, I have found people who actually joined my startup. I have found people who gave me so much valuable advice. Also just learning because Berlin, I think it's amazing. You know, it's an amazing place to build your startup because government supports it so much. You know, if you think about these incubators, they don't charge us equity, they don't charge us anything. Just go and work and do your best to make this project real, you know, and I think that's such a great place to be and you should just grasp all of those opportunities, be on meetup groups, be attend all these UX testings, attend these events, you know, go to boot camps and, and talk to people. Don't be scared. You know, we constantly have this fear of being judged and nobody judges you, honestly, because everybody has got the same fears, I think. It was actually eye-opening to me last week, honestly, because I was at this conference once again and uh, I was on a panel with other three women from the industry and they have been working in the industry for 30 years, some of them, like, you know, some of them 35 years. So, and I'm just 26. I felt super insecure <laughs> being there, honestly. I was so worried. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to say, you know, in the very beginning of my journey, how? And then I was shocked when a woman next to me said, like, when I was coming to this event, I had no idea what I'm going to talk about, because what can I teach you guys? I'm thinking, what do you can teach us? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, basically people, even no matter how much experience you have, no matter how you try to come across as being confident to be on top of it and you know it all nobody knows it all nobody has it all you have to always remember that and when people make this impression they're faking it because you know you know the phrase fake it until you make it that's what everybody does just remember about it i think it's super important to remember about it honestly it really helps me yeah to stay in touch with myself and constantly reminding me about it it's just it doesn't give me this anxiety to get out there and talk to people and talk about my ideas and if you're wrong it's good to know you're wrong because then you will change it it's not the end of it don't be scared it is just the beginning and yeah i think i would definitely give this advice it's important yeah. in my opinion thanks thank you and don't forget to follow on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Well.